Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. This is George, for those who don't know me, and I've been worshipping at Greyfriars with my family for a while now. I just want to say a big thank you to the worship team to help us prioritize and worship Jesus. This is so amazing, it just fills my heart with joy, and we need to do more of that. Let me open us in prayer. Lord Jesus, you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of our time, our energy, our money, our praise, and worship. Help us to prioritize you and lavish our worship over you. Amen. So, this particular passage, I'd like to put that in context. And the context is that there are high priests and elders who are plotting secretly to kill Jesus. There's a lot of uncertainty in the air. And in fact, if we reflect back on some of the passages that we have been discussing over the last couple of weeks, I have to honestly say that I'm feeling a bit uncertain as well in terms of the way Jesus radically asks us to grow our faith, like that of a centurion, or the way he asks us to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. In fact, the way he asks us to prioritize him over good works. Last week, we discussed the whole aspect of goats and sheep, and I'm still struggling with that. Yet, in the midst of all this uncertainty, There are clues within this particular reading today on how we can prioritize Jesus and love him and worship him. So, in that context of how do we prioritize Jesus and worship and love him, we are in Bethany. And Bethany is where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. It's a place of significance. And it's in this place that Jesus is hanging out with Simon. In fact, in the NLT version, it says that Simon is an ex-leper, and Jesus is hanging out with him. You know that in the context, the cultural context of that time, hanging out with lepers was not okay. But Jesus is hanging out with him. He's an ex-leper. Praise be to God for healing that's happened in Jesus' name in Bethany, and it's happening now. And Simon is doing what Jesus is asking all of us to do, which is how do you celebrate and worship and prioritize Jesus above everything else? In fact, Simon has thrown a lavish dinner in the honor of Jesus, and Jesus is there with Simon being worshiped by him. So let me pause for a second and ask, if Jesus is your friend, And if you believe in the amazing love of Jesus Christ, which is love that is unconditional, love that is permanent, love that was there even before you were born, love that is free from condemnation, love that casts out all fear, if you can relate to one dimension 
of this amazing love of Christ, then surely you have to. You have to worship Christ as your number one priority. In fact, in Matthew 22, 37, it clearly reminds us, you must, you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You must with everything. Beyond your good works, beyond your work, beyond your family, you have to prioritize Christ and love him. And it is this very command, the greatest command of all, that we see someone displaying here so beautifully in this passage. This woman has been identified in the Gospel of John and Luke as Mary. And most of you know Mary as the sister of Lazarus and Martha. Mary has done something amazing for Christ. She has put expensive perfume over Jesus and worshipped him and anointed him. It cost her a lot to do this, yet she has prioritized the worship of Jesus in the midst of everyone else that's around her. She has decided to worship Christ no matter what the cost. And she is practicing Matthew 22, 37. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. In fact, Mary has been doing this really quite well. If you look at multiple occasions where Jesus was hanging out with Mary and Martha. One time when he visits them, Martha is busy preparing the meal so that everyone can be fed. And what is Mary doing? She's sitting at the feet of Jesus and worshiping Jesus, prioritizing Jesus and worshiping him over everything else. In fact, when Martha asks Jesus, why doesn't Mary help me with the house chore? Surely that's important. Jesus gently reprioritizes Martha. And this is what he says in Luke 10, 38. He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. He doesn't say don't do the things you're doing, but he says you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her, which is prioritizing Jesus and loving him above everything else, above the dinner, about what else is happening. She wants to sit at the feet of Jesus and worship him and prioritize him. Yet, dear friends, brothers and sisters, when we look at prioritizing Christ, I don't know about you, but I'm plagued by the distractions of life when I want to prioritize Jesus and worship him. Here are a few distractions of life that I struggle with when I want to prioritize Jesus and worship him above all else, like the way Mary was doing. I feel that sometimes I'm perpetually busy with life. There are work lists, there are family lists, there are sports lists, there are social lists. Lack of time, lack of energy. It says in Matthew, worship with all your heart, soul, and mind. Sometimes I feel I'm lacking in energy to do that. Helping others, serving, 
feeding the poor, clothing the homeless. Surely that's important. Yes, all these things might be important, but it is this mindset of a distracted life and pride of heart that Jesus is trying to address here. He doesn't say don't do these things. In fact, he gently encourages us to reorient our mindset. Instead of a busy, distracted mindset, he's saying, put me first. Worship me first. The disciples were struggling with this, and I'm sure most of us struggle with this, which is why when they tried to admonish Mary, Jesus stepped in and reprioritized their mindsets. In fact, he said, the mindset that Mary has is the one that is worthy of celebration. Putting me first, worshiping me first. Jesus is celebrating the fact that Mary has chosen to prioritize Jesus and worship him with all her soul, heart, and mind. We need to uphold and prioritize our worship of Jesus above and beyond everything else. I know it's easier said than done, which is why we were talking about the distractions of life. Yet, when we do that, when we take a Christ-centered approach into our lives, the spirit of living water, which is Jesus, dwells in us and creates the right fertile heart for the Holy Spirit to come and do amazing things in worshiping Christ and in growing his kingdom. In fact, on the next slide, I'd like to summarize how do we resolve this tension of putting Jesus first while doing things for his kingdom. Our kingdom-centric good works should flow from a Christ-centered life. Our kingdom-centric good works should flow from a Christ-centered life. They do not produce a Christ-centered life. In fact, when we give Jesus the attention he deserves, he empowers us to serve others. Christ first, kingdom works second. Christ first, kingdom works second. Jesus lavished his love over us, and he continues to lavish his love over us. He continues to love us beyond measure. Mary lavished her love over Christ and worshipped him. So, dear friends, on the next slide today, I'd like to challenge and encourage all of you to look at these two specific questions as a tangible way of reprioritizing our lives and worshiping Christ. The first question is, how can we worship Christ daily? This is a challenge, and it will require intentionality. It will require focus. It will require sacrifice. So how do you do that on a daily basis? I don't know exactly what's going on in your lives. So please consider this question later on today to prioritize Jesus and worshiping him. The next question I'd like you to ponder is, how do we lavish our love on Jesus and worship him? How do we lavishly worship him? Not just worship him for a few seconds or for a song or two, but how do we lavish our love on Jesus and worship him just like he loves us?
So, as I bring my sermon to a close, I would like to really encourage everyone to consider these two questions and really ask yourself, how can I prioritize Christ and worship Him, lavishly worship Him, above and beyond everything else? And when I do that, I know that I'll have the power of the Holy Spirit to do great works for Christ, to love others, to do everything else that Christ is asking me to do to grow His kingdom. Yet I have to intentionally prioritize Christ first and worship Him lavishly. Let me close this in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for lavishing your love on us. May we learn to lavish our love on you and prioritize worshiping you above all else. May we then be encouraged to grow your kingdom and produce much fruit for you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.